Welcome to Come and Reason with Christian psychiatrist and author Dr. Tim Jennings. Together we will reason through complex issues to find evidence-based answers that harmonize scripture, science, and our life experiences. I'm your Come and Reason host, Charles Mills. It's no secret that there are a lot of lies floating around in society today. Satan is even called, as Dr. Jennings has often told us, the father of lies, as mentioned in John 8.44. On today's program, Dr. Jennings reveals the three untruths, the three untruths sweeping America. We've all heard them, so what should we do about them? This program is sponsored by Common Reason Ministries, and Dr. Jennings joins us via Skype. Dr. Jennings, what do we need to know about these three untruths? Well, I didn't come up with these three untruths. I was reading a book. I want to recommend it. It's called The Coddling of the American Mind, Hmm. How Good Intentions and Bad Ideas Are Setting Up a Generation for Failure. That's the title by Greg Lukanoff and Jonathan Haidt. These are two psychologists, professors. One, I think, has a degree in law. Um, The other is a psychologist. And they have identified a serious problem that's been sweeping across American colleges and now into American society. And this book does an incredible job of describing these. I'm going to just go ahead and say this. Both of these guys are not Christians, and they're very left-leaning politically, and they say that in their book. Yet their book identifies clearly problems happening in society because they've decided to take the approach of identifying eternal truths or principles which God's government operates upon. And so whether you believe in God or don't believe in God, you can still identify the laws of gravity and the laws of physics and and so forth. And they've identified three untruths that are destroying the Z generation or the I generation, which is the generation that started college in 2013. And it's contributing to many of the problems we're seeing in university campuses and now sweeping America for the last several years. And here are the three untruths. I'm going to state them, and then we're going to unpack them. Now, we can identify these untruths by comparing them to Scripture. These two authors identified they were untrue by comparing them to the wisdom of the great sages like Buddha and Plato and Aristotle. The great sages all had truths that were the opposite of these three truths. Well, that doesn't surprise us either as a Christian, because the truths of God are identifiable by anybody if they're looking for them. And so here are the three untruths. What doesn't kill you makes you weaker. Hmm. Always trust your feelings. Life is a battle between good people and evil people. And so let's unpack these three untruths. Mm -hmm. What doesn't kill you makes you weaker. This is an untruth. The truth of all the great sages are what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. The idea being it's the challenges and difficulties of life that we overcome that strengthen us, that develop us, that that challenges us. And so in scripture, the truth is expressed this way, Romans 5, 3, and 4. We rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance and perseverance character. 
This is an outworking of the law of exertion. If you want to get stronger, you must exercise. If you don't exercise, then you atrophy and you get weaker. This is true in the gym. If you're working with a trainer and you're just starting, you might start with five pound weights, but after a while, he's going to make you go to seven or 10 pound weights. And after a while, he's going to go to 15 pound weights. And you're going to go, I just overcame the the, the challenge. That, and understand what a weight does to your muscle. A yeah. weight puts stress on your muscle. Yeah. That's what it does. It stresses it. And so you're having added stress put on you. And and after you you work with that stress and get to the point that that's not stressful, I can do those 10 pound weights with no problem. Then they add more weight. Do you say, why do you keep stressing me? Why do you keep stressing me? Because I want you to get stronger. This is how God works. The only way we develop is by facing life stressors and applying godly principles and relying on Jesus for strength. Our faith is strengthened. Our character is developed. But accepting the lie has led to the idea that trials, things that are upsetting, things that hurt my feelings, things that are, are challenging, this is damaging, it hurts me, it, it tears me down. So we must avoid these things and we must have safe spaces where no one says anything that upsets my worldview or challenges me. We shouldn't have to hear a preacher that calls my lifestyle sin because that's hate speech and, and we should never have to hear that and have our ideas challenged, you see. This is the direction of the first untruth. And also, not just muscles that I gave you, if you want strong musical ability, you have to practice your instrument. And as you practice your instrument, your teacher will keep giving you more complex and difficult music to play, to challenge your abilities, not to make it easy on you. If they make it easy on you, you won't gain skill. Same in math, same in language. Anything that you want to be good at, you must be challenged at. And so this first untruth, anything that doesn't kill us makes us weaker, is causing people emotionally to fail to develop, causing characters to be corrupted. The next untruth, always trust your feelings. Of course, all the great sages tell us that emotions are important to motivate us, to energize us, to get us into action, to emotion, to get us into motion, okay? Mm -hmm. Yes. But they all say also, though they're not to be trusted, that they don't give us accurate information. And the Bible, if you want a Bible verse, James 1, 13 and 14, tells us that we are tempted by our own evil feelings or desires or what tempt us. So feelings lead us into temptation. They're not to be trusted. When people accept these two lies, feelings should always be accepted. Therefore, if I feel hurt, my feelings hurt me. Therefore, you assaulted me. You attacked me. You treated me badly. You're an aggressor. You're a, uh, an aggression. Those words that I found offensive were aggressive. That's hostility. That's violence. Therefore, it's okay because you're being violent to me. Therefore, it's okay to use violence in order to stop your verbal assault of me that hurt my feelings. And therefore, you see riots on campus and all this stuff to stop people from speaking who might say something that hurts somebody's feelings. Falsehoods lead to these types of ideas that are put in print by professors. Words that offend cause stress. Stress increases inflammation in the body. Inflammation in the body physically harms the body, accelerates aging. Therefore, offending words are acts of violence. What do you think about that, Charles? You know, I... I see it everywhere. I see it everywhere. You, you cannot look on Facebook or open a newspaper or watch television and listen to the radio without someone saying something 
That matches what you're saying right there perfectly. But what do you think about that argument? What do you think about that argument? Words cause stress. Stress causes inflammation, which damages the body. Therefore, offensive words are violence. What do you think about the logic train there? I don't like the logic because I think that we need to cut that off where you said words cause stress. I think we need to learn how to keep words from causing any kind of stress in us. Would I be right in saying that? It's a false equivalency and a false logic trail. Replace the words cause stress with anything else. Your boyfriend or girlfriend breaks up with you. That causes stress. Stress causes physical harm to the body. Therefore, breakup is an act of violence. Or you make a poor grade on an exam. Getting a poor grade on an exam causes stress. Stress causes damage to the body. Therefore, your teacher giving you a bad grade is, a, is an act of violence. Or being accountable for your own sin. The Holy Spirit brings conviction. And when you come under conviction, that causes stress. Stress is harmful to the body. Therefore, the Holy Spirit convicting of sin is an act of violence. Where do we insert help here? What do we do here, Dr. Jennings? What you do is the truth sets you free. We must reject the first lie that what doesn't kill you makes you weaker. Uh, no, those types of challenges yeah. as you face them will overcome. You must reject the second lie that you always accept your feelings. No, you don't always accept your feelings. Yes. You examine why you're having the feeling. If you get your feelings hurt, it could be the person was truly offensive. They were absolutely objectively hurtful in what they said and they intended their words to hurt. Or it could be that you were oversensitive and you heard something that 90% or more of the people don't find offensive yeah. and would never yeah. find offensive because yeah. it just hit you the wrong way. Yeah, gotcha. So the, the, just because you got your feelings hurt doesn't mean that necessarily the person was intending to hurt. And even if they did, the mature approach is to take Christ's principles of truth and apply them. Mm -hmm. From the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The good man brings forth good of the good stored up in him. The evil man brings forth evil of the evil stored up in him. So if somebody's saying truly hurtful words and a discerning, truth-seeking person would recognize, man, that person's pretty sick, hard-hearted, pretty corrupt in character. You know what, God? I, I pray for their soul. Thank you, Lord, that I don't have that, that ugliness in my heart. Mm -hmm. Okay. Wonderful. And the third, the third lie, though, when you put it together, is that life is a battle between good people and evil people. This is also an untruth from all the sages and from Scripture. The Scripture teaches that the battle is a battle in every human heart between good desires and godly principles and evil desires and evil principles. So it's a battle internal between good and evil. It's not an external battle of good and evil. When you put the three together, anything that challenges me upsets me. It makes me weaker. So that's an attack on me. And my, my feelings get hurt. That's another attack on me. Therefore, anybody who does that, they're evil people. Yeah. I'm good people. They're evil people. And therefore, the evil people must be destroyed. Not the evil in my own heart, not the fear in my own heart, not the distortion in my own thinking, not the lies in my own belief system. I don't have internal work to do. No, I need to destroy the people who actually say something that hurt me. Okay. This okay, is the corruption yeah. that's happening in college campuses today. This is why our society is becoming divided because it's spreading from college campuses now uh, out into society at large. And this has really, really started since about 2013. The generation has grown up with the iPhone. It's not the iPhone device. It's basically with the internet technology, the social media, there's a multiplicity of factors but this idea of safetyism where we must be protected from anything that, that hurts us. I keep hearing you say we and us, and it, it just seems like all of these factors are very self-centered. They're all about me. They're all about me and what I'm feeling and what's happening to me. I can see that that would not be the best way for us to go, right? 
Oh, that's a beautiful insight, Charles, because you're exactly right. These are three untruths. Untruths come from the father of lies. When yes. you believe the lies, soon as Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden, they ran and hid because they were afraid. Yeah. They became concerned with self. Selfishness is the absolute motivation of Satan's method, yeah. the survival drives, me first, which is driven by fear. And so if you notice, all these untruths fuel fear and fuel selfishness. Yes, yes. They are not love. Love casts out fear. So love and truth are the principles of God. As we present the truth in love, we free ourselves from lies. And as we love other people, we don't seek to coerce them, and we're not afraid of what other people think of us. That's a real battle today because, like you say, we are just totally inundated with the me, 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 I, I, I way of looking at the world. How do we break that, Dr. Jennings? Where do we begin? By informing yourself and educating yourself with facts and truths. I do recommend this book, again, yeah. uh, very seriously because these guys do an excellent job of bringing lots of examples in from real life and society today and showing the principles involved that are being violated that are causing such distortions in people's mind. In the book, again, I'm just going to mention it, The Coddling of the American mind, how good intentions and bad ideas are setting up a generation for failure. It's just a brilliant book. There's so much to be learned from that book. But if we want to be healthy, we first take governance of self. We are responsible for how we govern ourselves, the beliefs that we hold, the practices we practice. We should embrace the three countering truths that what doesn't destroy me, in other words, challenges in life and things that are, are difficult are the things that I need in order to be strengthened and to overcome. And I get stronger as I overcome them. That I don't trust my feelings, but I allow my feelings to energize and motivate me to action and and I seek action through godly principles and godly mechanisms. And I recognize other people are in the same boat with me that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And we all have the same condition of fear and selfishness. We all need the same solution, Jesus Christ. And praise God that Jesus is working in my heart. And I'm going to pray for the hearts of those who haven't yet found Jesus because they need his freedom too. Amen. There it is. There it is, listener. Did you just hear what he said? There it is. Dr. Jennings, it is thrilling sometimes the things you say on this program and the direction you give us to live. We really appreciate that. We have a website, comeandreason.com, a lot of other resources there that Dr. Jennings is making available. Check it out, comeandreason.com. This program is sponsored by Come and Reason Ministries. As always, Dr. Jennings, thank you so much for sharing today and giving us these words of guidance and love. Appreciate it. Thank you, Charles. And listener, until next time, this is Charles Mills along with Dr. Tim Jennings wishing you God's presence in your life. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for spending time with us today. To continue the journey, I urge you to visit comeandreason.com. Here you'll find many excellent resources to help you gain a deeper understanding of the God we all love and serve. That's at comeandreason.com. This is Charles Mills, along with Dr. Tim Jennings, inviting you to join us the next time we come and reason together. <music>